This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. We might not be able to gather together right now for any events or concerts, but there is a show happening in the night sky over Michigan this weekend, and we won't get another chance to see this for the next 6,800 years. You heard that right, 6,800 years Ago, the comet Neowise flew through the night sky in uh, here on the planet Earth, and it is now doing it again. It is visible to the naked eye in dark skies and will continue to be through the next several days. Here to talk a little bit more about Neowise and this very cool cosmic visitor is Michael Narlock. He is the planetarium director and head of astronomy and exhibits at Cranbrook Institute of science. Michael, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so before we went on air, Matthew Trevethan, our engineer, was telling me that the last time this comet was here, they were just building Stonehenge. Uh, So, I mean, when you think about how long ago this was, it is almost unfathomable. So talk about uh, this comet that is visiting us in the northwest sky right now here on planet Earth. Well, yeah, it, it's it's probably, it, it will definitely in the top five uh, comets, certainly in my lifetime, that we've had an opportunity to see. And what makes this one special is that it, we're looking at a chunk of our solar system from back when it formed. We think this particular object came from an area in our solar system called the Oort Cloud, which is this large area sort of outside um, the realm of the planets. And there there are countless chunks of ice out there. And these long-period comets are, are come from this particular area. And it, it constitutes basically the, the building blocks of our solar system, the stuff from the very beginning. Mm. And when these chunks of rock and ice come close to the sun, they... They start to melt, as you'd expect, and, and treat us to the absolutely brilliant views in our, in our evening sky and before this in our morning sky. And it's, it's one of the great things that sort of ties us all together, seeing something in the nighttime sky. And as you said, though we can't all be together, we can certainly all look up at the same sky and, and have a shared experience. Yeah. Um, comets, to me, are, are among the stranger uh, celestial objects that we share space with uh, in, in the solar system or in the galaxy. Uh, as you said, the theory that we all sort of subscribe to is that they come from the Oort cloud. But this idea that they circle the sun uh, in some way the way planets do, uh, tell us more about what we know about what comets are and why they do what they do and, and how they're different from planets like Earth or Mars or Venus? Sure. So comets, you know, we know quite a bit about comets. We've studied them for, for a long time. Um, and they are essentially, as, as a, a famous astronomer once coined, dirty snowballs. Um, they're basically chunks of rock and ice, very different than the planets, which are uh, like Venus, Earth, Mars, Mercury, hard, rocky planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, of course, the much larger gas giant planets. These objects are, are things that have that have captivated uh, humankind for you know, ever since we looked up to the sky. I mean, they used to be 
uh, harbingers of doom. You know, whenever you would see <laughs> these things in the sky, you know, war was on the uh, in the on the horizon, or you know, it would they would be evil uh, evil doers. And now we know them as just a wonderful treat to look at in the sky. I remember, oh, 20 years now or so ago when Hale Bop uh, was visible for about 18 months. Yes. And you could go outside. It didn't matter if you were in a dark sky or a light sky. I remember uh, at the time I was, I was uh, teaching at Wayne State in Detroit, and I walked out to my car, and it was dusk. And you look up, and there's this comet. Yeah, I remember that, sky. too. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, and that was a comet that we didn't know was coming, right? That one that one was a surprise. It wasn't like Halley's Comet, which we know comes around every 86 years or so, or this one, Neowise, which is every 6,000 years. Uh, sometimes comets just kind of uh, appear, right? Exactly. Uh, in fact, this particular comet was discovered in March. Um, it, it gets the name Neowise from the instrument that uh, discovered it, a, a telescope that we have uh, in space whose primary mission is to look out for hazardous asteroids and comets, you know, things that may be on a collision course with us. So we really didn't know this particular uh, object existed until March of this year, and, and we're fortunate enough that it is one of those comets that decides to get really, really bright when it gets <laughs> to the sun, and it just treats us. I mean, my colleagues have been, you know, we've been sharing photographs that we've taken of the comet, and it's just, it's utterly spectacular. And it, 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 it I will tell you, if we weren't going through uh, the, this the COVID stuff, we'd be doing, you know, every clear night we'd have our observatory open and lines of people out looking at at this this object, much like we did for for Hale Bob, but. Yeah. The wonder is, is that this comet you can see with a uh, with your, if you have good eyes or a small pair of binoculars. So we can sort of still all share the experience of looking at this wonderful little celestial visitor. Yeah. So I, the last two nights, I have attempted to see Neo Wise, but the rain and the cloud <laughs> cover has confounded me. But uh, I woke up this morning, looked up at the sky, and thought. Maybe tonight is uh, maybe tonight is going to be the night. Uh, tell our listeners how they can how they can see this. Well, so you, you don't really need super dark skies, though. The darker the sky you can get to, the better, of course. And you want to start looking about an hour after sunset. So for us here, that means around ten o'clock. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look low in the sky and sort of the north northwest. If you uh, if you have particularly clear skies, you want to look up and see if you can find the stars of the Big Dipper, probably the most famous arrangement of stars in our sky. Most people know how to find the Big Dipper. It looks like a giant spoon in the sky. Mm -hmm. So you want, to, you want to find the Big Dipper, and then you're going to look just a bit lower and to the right. If you hold out your arm and make a fist, that's, that's roughly uh, 10 degrees or so. And you want to you want to look about 10 degrees below and, and just off to the right. And you, you're going to want to use a technique called averted vision. Human beings don't see so well at night. Uh -huh. uh, so what you want to do is sort of look out of the corner of your eye. And that's a good good way of finding uh, faint objects in the sky. And you'll see you'll 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 as your eyes become accustomed to the darkness, you'll slowly start to see this little sliver of light in the sky. And if you have a small pair of binoculars, you're going to want to aim them at that particular piece of sky, and you may be able to see not one, but two 
comet tails coming off of the new eyes. Oh, is that right? And it's yeah. uh, the two tails are for for what reason? Well, one of the tails is just the stuff being blown off the the, the comet. It's the bright tail that we all usually associate. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fainter blue tail that is made out of charged particles that are affected by the magnetic field. So those bend at a, at a at a sort of different angle. So you'll be able. And in fact, if you've seen any of the pictures of NEOIs and you look closely, you can see that there are two distinct tails. And all comets have these these two tails. One of them is really easy to see, and one of them uh, a bit more of a challenge. Hmm. So when we have things like this happen and people are looking up at the skies, I think it's natural to think about our own exploration of our celestial neighborhood. Uh, Talk a bit about this moment in terms of space exploration and what this might mean for for getting people more interested in getting back to space as, as human beings. Well, anytime something interesting happens in the nighttime sky, it's an opportunity to re-engage not only with, you know, your backyard sky, but also with science and that feeling of uh, exploration, which we as human beings are, are, are no stranger to. And when we see things in the, in the cosmos, when we see things in the nighttime sky, it certainly does sort of stir up those feelings of wanting to go out and explore and, and discover more about our own backyard and maybe you know, one day in my lifetime, hopefully, go back to the moon or colonize Mars or those sorts of things. So these sorts of astronomical events are not only opportunities to educate about what it is in the sky. So we don't, you know, we're not thinking that these are are, are portents of something bad coming, but they're rather just beautiful uh, examples of nature. Uh, but, But gets us more excited about the possibility of of exploring beyond our our little planet here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've only got uh, about a minute left, but I want to give you a chance to talk about the wonderful Cranbrook Institute of Science, which, of course, is affected, as everything is, by the pandemic. But uh, talk about the programming you're doing uh, when you're not shut down due to the pandemic? <laughs> well, we have a publicly accessible observatory, which we're, we're, we're using this time, this, this closed time, actually, to update and upgrade. Uh, we also have a state-of-the-art planetarium, uh, a, one of the best meteorite collections in, in the country. Hmm. And we basically spend our time helping people explore their own backyard, this, this, the, the universe that they can see from, from here in southeastern Michigan. Mm. And when we open up, when, when it's safe again, you know, we invite everyone to come out and look at the universe digitally in our planetarium and then head to the observatory and look at it for yourself because yeah. experiencing it yourself is the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful place. And the first time I ever went to a planetarium, in fact, was at the Cranbrook Institute of Science. So, and I oh, that's wonderful. I would imagine there's a lot of folks uh, here in Detroit who had that, who had that ex- that same experience. Um, okay, Michael Narlock, Planetarium Director and Head of Astronomy and Exhibits at the Cranbrook Institute of Science. Really great to have you here with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is going to do it for us this week. I will be back on Monday when Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy is going to join me to talk about her re-election bid and the challenge she faces in the August 4th Democratic primary. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.